So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Who's back in session? School's back in session. I don't think that's how that song goes. I think you're right. Okay. But in order to prevent getting sued from copyright infringement, one must change the lyrics. I feel like we're watching Dazed and Confused right now. I also feel like I did that song a, a great amount of injustice, and I apologize, Mr. Alice Cooper. I agree with you. I think it's Alice Cooper. I don't know. You know uh, that's not my thing. It's true. I love music. Any type of music, especially live music, I'll listen to anything. Can't tell you who sang it. True story. Yep. I'll vouch for that. Anyways, I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. Welcome back to episode 14. And welcome back to school. Super happy. Do you remember that commercial from the 90s, the Staples commercial? I'm just going to interrupt you real quick and ask you if you remember who you're talking to. I do. Okay, so what did we talk about last time? I don't remember. I'm the leader of the Cox. So does that mean you're the remember of all commercials? No, you'll call me sir. <laughs> Or Mr. Leader. <laughs> Mr. Leader. Greatest leader of them all. I think I can think of a couple other things to call you instead. Cockmaster. <laughs> if you're into the whole brevity thing. <laughs> Anyways, before you get into your long and endless stories, <laughs> typically with no punchline. One time at Villanova, we were walking down <laughs> Lancaster Street and then the light turned red. Okay. Okay. True. I'm, I'm glad your parents paid all that money for that education, and that's what you get out of it. <laughs> and then the light turned red. Anyways, thank you very much to Marlene Graphics, our official studio sponsor. Thank you. Marlene Graphics, Worcester, Pennsylvania, not Worcester, Massachusetts. Definitely not. MarleneGraphics.com. For all of your printing needs. We also want to thank RealtorAndABaby.com. They sponsor like... The bird dog. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking of the bird dog. Yes? Want to say thank you very much. I, I don't know what her last name is, and it's probably a good thing because I don't necessarily think we should be putting her on blast. But anyways, after the shit episode... Yes. The bird dog breeder texted me. Oh, Yes. And she's like, I just want to let you know, I am a huge fan of the podcast. Also, Megan was instrumental in, was it her daughter-in-law? Yes. Or her soon-to-be daughter-in-law's decision to go to nursing school. Very cool. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. But So she reached out, you know, and she was like, hey, anytime you need somebody to watch the dog, like you can bring her over. I'm sure she'd be happy to reunite with her mom and brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. And we may need it because Bird went to the kennel again and this time came home with... The pink eye. Super gross. I also came home with the pink eye once. <laughs> I was in Amsterdam, though. <laughs> Different eye. Yeah. Same ass eating. <laughs> yeah. Different eye. 
Anywho. Oh it's very millennial of you, honey. Certainly, darling. Certainly. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to Beverly, the dog breeder. She said you can bring the dog over anytime. I think we may take her up on that. I am tired of bringing the dog anywhere. Although the dog went somewhere else today for camp, which she's gone to camp again. Birdie also had first day of school. And <laughs> we should have made her sign. We should have. We totally blew it. Screwed that up. I think that's our sponsor's fault. He prints the things. Don't you dare throw the sponsor <laughs> under the bus. I would never. Um, I think that place does a great job. I think they do as well. And she loves it there. She loves camp. She does. I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's just a different feel being there for the day versus being there for the weekend. Or the fact that it doesn't smell like pure urine. Or shame. Yeah. From all of the ass eating. <laughs> Birdie girl. Get it together. Dog's nasty. <laughs> we love her, though, very much. So, again, just want to say thank you to Beverly, the dog breeder. Yes. We really appreciate the offer. And, I and don't the know, feedback. I don't know if you knew this about us, but, like, I will totally drop the dog off. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, maybe tomorrow. Give me an inch. I will take a mile. <laughs> you sure will. I'll expect her fully trained <laughs> to seek all birds by the time I pick her back up. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. But I thought that was like super nice because a lot of breeders, I think, are like, okay, thanks for the check. Good luck. Yeah, no. Well, this was the first time they had bred dogs, and it was definitely for them a labor of love. It was not a puppy mill whatsoever. No, not even close. That's no. that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I, wa I wasn't even going there like at all. No, I know not about her, but I mean, I think that happens. Yeah, I, f I think unfortunately all too common. Yeah, it's, definitely. Um, you know, just like how I found you. The puppy mill? No. I was more of a pet store variety? No. Private breeder? I, I, Jesus, fuck, <laughs> Megan. All I'm saying is that every now and then you make a decision and you get lucky. True story. Jesus Christ. All right, so back to school. You want that? You feel the He's extra charming tonight, ladies. Also, follow us on Instagram, So I Married an Alcoholic. If you have any feedback, please send it to So I Married an Alcoholic at gmail.com. Leave us a review on the iTunes. Always, always leave the review on iTunes. Yes, please. Please. We love it. We are fastly approaching 5,000 downloads, which is literally ding, ding, ding. Jesus, we knocked that out really quick this time. That was time. good. That's like the first five minutes. I'm impressed. That might be a record. <laughs> Doubt it. Just like our marriage, I try to usually last a little bit longer. I but wasn't sure where that was going, and it was going exactly where I thought. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just got to knock it out and get it out of the way, you know? We're tired. That is what it is. All right. Uh, so, again, thank you to all the listeners. Really appreciate it. It's just, it, it's been... Quite the ride. And it, Yeah, I was going to say an amazing little ride. It really has. So now, to the topic of the evening. Back to school. Holy shit. Oh, thank God it's here. No, but what I was saying is, do you remember that Staples commercial from the 90s? No. It is like a great, iconic commercial. 
the dad and the mom are like strolling the aisles like with the cart throwing all the things in and the song the christmas song it's the most wonderful time of the year is playing well it certainly is this year i can assure you of that for many people but it's actually a hilarious commercial and like fantastic marketing we should call their guy no i'm i'm actually quite happy with our guy we don't have a guy we have a guy for everything <laughs> are you the marketing guy no Okay. Dr. Chong is. <laughs> Dr. Chong. I know. I actually. Where has he been? We haven't heard from him recently. I should have asked our pediatrician if she was related to Dr. That's, Chong. Nope. Don't. No. No? No. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Let's talk about staples. Yeah. So, anyway, the kids went back to school today. Mm. Thank God. Some kids won last week, those parents won. Yeah, they did. Some don't go back till next week. Sorry for you folks. Yeah, but I think they get them back a week early. I don't know. So they may have won... Right now? Fall. Like, yeah. But they will not have won summer. Yeah, the race but not the war. Yeah. Something like that. Speaking of the war, want to say a prayer for all those that lost oh, yeah. their lives over in Afghanistan and Iraq. No, we definitely should say a prayer for that. We are not going to go political. We're not going to go even close to that. I think we can all agree that what's happened over there is an absolute shame. Yes. Um, And I think that we'll just leave it right at that. Yep. Saying a prayer. Yep. So prayer. God bless the troops. Absolutely. Back to school. So some people went back to the classroom today for the first time in 18 months. Hard no. That's insanity. We were very lucky in this house because uh, Matt goes to Catholic school, so he was only out the spring of 2020. He was back in person five days a week, normal schedule, last school year, first day. It was rough though, man. Homeschool was rough. So for all of you out there that had to do it longer than the three months I did, I give you, I give you major props. You did. You were at work healing the chlamydia. Well, I was teaching the boy complex <laughs> geometry. Doubt it, bro. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. All I know is painful. And personally, my kid suffered. He did not virtual school well. He is, a, you know, was an only child for the first 10 years of his life. And, you know, in spring of 2020, Frankie was just born. She wasn't providing much entertainment. No, she was not. She was not. So he felt completely isolated and really struggled with it. And uh, not for nothing. I mean, he was. Yes. No, he was seriously isolated. It's one thing, I I guess, you know, if you had to do virtual school, just virtual school. But don't forget, in those early months of the lockdown, like nobody was outside. Kids, Kids weren't playing outside, all organized and unorganized. What's the fancy word? Oh, yeah. Uh, intermural intermural sports were all canceled yes they couldn't even play sports and that's a huge part of his life and yeah not for nothing he is a 10 year old social boy totally and active yes and think about it like growing up you know you're you had a brother your age and then two younger brothers I was one of three kids like I don't know about you but my mom didn't really play with us she was very much like that's why there's three of you Go do your thing. No, my mom like worked her ass off and then came home and screamed Scottish obscenities (laughs) and then put us to bed. 
That's a good mom. Yeah, I mean, I turned out fine. Exactly. I got a rap sheet six <laughs> inches thick. Um, but anyway, so I, for us in this personal household, I'm sure everyone had their own struggles and different struggles, right? Because, you know, some people may have been living at home with a grandparent or someone immunocompromised. So the struggles were different in being afraid to go out or unable to go out or people lost their jobs, lost work, lost their livelihoods, small business. And, you know, for me to say, oh, my God, it was so horrible here because my 10 year old didn't get to go to school like it was for us. That was, you know, sucked for us. It was bad for us. But I, I know people had it much worse. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I, I don't think at least I didn't interpret that to be like, oh, poor me. Right. OK, good. My kid can't go to private school this semester. Exactly. Like, no. Well, I mean, it, it sucked. But again, I think a lot of people had it much worse some people don't have the option. And I remember you saying very early on in the pandemic, it's the kids in the public school systems that are really going to suffer for a couple of different reasons. So one, let's just talk about like basic necessity, right? Yes. A lot of those kids count on that breakfast or at the very minimum, the school lunch. Yeah. And when we talked about schools going back in person, the last schools to open in Pennsylvania were in the poorest school districts where that matters the most. Yeah, exactly. I read a statistic like last spring and this was still in the beginning, you know, or I don't know when it was, but child uh, abuse reporting was down significantly. And it's not because people stop beating their kids. Yeah, definitely not. But that's reported by teachers, by bus drivers, by volunteers at the school. You know, these poor kids weren't able to go. They didn't have food. They didn't have supervision. For some kids, that seven hours a day is the only safe time they get. I agree with that. So I think this year... Hopefully for all of you, you know, hopefully everyone's going back to a school building that wants to because, again, parents choice, you know, whatever you choose to do, what's best for your family. Um, but, it, you know, hopefully everyone has the option this year to send their kids back to school in person if they would like it. No, absolutely. And, and I don't think we're going to turn this into a debate Definitely you know, not. And, and take it somewhere it was not meant to go, i.e. like the whole vaccine thing. Yeah. I mean, that's gone way out of proportion that is not our intent this isn't a platform to be pro or anti-vaxxers like that's your own choice right uh, mm, comes with consequences let's not even go there if you don't want to go there because you know me i am so not a soapbox person except with vaccines all right well go girl so i am Again, I don't care what your religion is, what your political beliefs are. I'm one of those people that I can almost see everyone's side to everything. I think everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I, however, practice medicine and I have seen what this pandemic has done. I believe in the science, the actual science, and I am a huge proponent of the vaccine. And yes, are there breakthrough cases? Absolutely. Are those people dying? No. And that, you know, may be good enough. And the other thing at this point, the people that aren't vaccinating, the ones that's affecting are my children who aren't old enough to have a choice yet to vaccinate. Although I threw both their names on every single clinical trial I could find. Because I think 
as someone that's in medicine, it's my responsibility to say, hey, I'll go first. And I even mean that with my kids. I believe in this. I'll go first. I thought one of the most amazing touching things like when the vaccine started was you saw pregnant doctors and nurses getting up there and saying, give me my shot. I'll take mine and show people that it is safe for pregnant women. Because that's understandable to be afraid as a pregnant woman, you know? Yeah, of course. So I thought that was like such an amazing thing. And for me personally, as a nurse practitioner, I believe that's my job. So we won't debate it. Everyone's decision is their own. If you choose not to vaccinate, I think that comes with responsibilities then to protect other people, if that makes sense. It sure does. So I think that's where that's where I stand. It is your body. You can do with it what you please. However, please protect it then to keep it away from my kids. I mean, again, like I think you're preaching to the choir over here. Uh, I just want to know where my hundred dollar handout was. (laughs) <laughs> for the vaccine because we got in early yeah i know so again you know <laughs> doesn't pay to play by the rules no the only consequence for doing the quote-unquote right thing is not getting a hundred dollars that's all right i'm like right now i'm like this like i i think i have a countdown like an advent calendar saying when uh my booster's coming i can't wait <laughs> i'm like you know what i'll go every six months whatever you tell me i'll do it i'm ready vaccine the shit out of me as someone that works in healthcare, i'm gonna be honest we're done folks we've had enough like we are ready to wrap this up again i i think we can go on and on at length about this um, I almost think that, you know, it's a lose-lose no it is, matter what. It is. And I don't want to alienate people. I don't want to anger people. Again, that's not my thing. That's not my personality at all, at all. No, that's my job. Yeah. And I think that I think that's true. Wouldn't you say that about me? I'm not someone to, like, be opinionated, especially an unpopular opinion. Like, I may be, and we have intellectual discussions, but I'm not... I'm never posting on social media what my thoughts and views are. You know, like, I don't know. No, neither do I. And that's strictly from a business standpoint. Sure. Because, again, I I think we live in a country that is more polarized than it has ever been in the history of countries, right? I agree. So if I say that the sky is blue and there's like orange sky people out there (laughs) then i have immediately alienated perhaps up to 15 percent of or you know 50 percent of potential business did i ever tell you my jury duty story oh here we go so i feel very strongly about being american and doing my part and well you should because you're american something i have always wanted was jury duty and I know most people dread it but like yeah super interesting like I've watched a ton of law and order it's not the same again (laughs) I really wanted it so I finally got picked this was probably I don't know a dozen years ago because it was before I had Mac what's the law and order theme song I don't think that's it oh sort of (laughs) so anyway Actually, that's something Mac and I do together. We watch Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and we compete over who can figure out who did it first. <laughs> I don't want to brag. <laughs> it's normally me. <laughs> so anyway, I finally get picked for jury duty. This before I had Mac. So it was like 12 years ago. And I got federal, which is like intense. Ooh. You got to go downtown 
and it was three full days. You actually got paid even for your mileage. And if I was over 50 miles away, which I was like right under, they even pay for a hotel because like people come from all over the state. It's federal. Hmm. Super interesting. And you could have gotten chosen for trials that last for like months or a year. It was like you'd have to be available every Thursday and Friday for the next 18 months. Insane, right? Yeah, no. So there was like three trials or something that they were choosing a jury pool. There must have been 150, 200 people sitting in this room waiting. I was waiting like, call me up, sir. I'm ready. I swear to God, I was the only person in that room that never got called, not even for the interview. (laughs) I'm looking around and I don't know how to say this in a not in a nice way. Like. I was dressed, I was, you know, kept, like, I I had a leg up on a lot of people sitting in that room, yet I was the only one that didn't even get called to be asked the questions, so I still don't know what happens on a, in a jury. I think it was probably the defense that asked to strike <laughs> you from the jury pool, because again- They're like, the blonde in the back with all her teeth, she's out. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well- she automatically thinks my client's guilty. And then I got called like one other time to Norristown, but it was one of those things where you call the night before and they're like, yeah, no thanks, we don't need you. Perfect. But anyway, that's my, I don't know why I was talking about jury duty. Neither do I. Uh, just that I'm a very impartial person. So I would be a oh. great juror, Oh. except if it was a vaccine issue. well i think they would eventually find that out (laughs) i believe that's part of the questioning i think it would be i'm not sure anyway so the kids are back in school yeah kids are back in school i i wasn't necessarily going to talk about like the vaccine i know sorry about that no it's fine i wanted to talk more or less about you know what is staying in a, a permanent lockdown the best option I don't mean to say permanent, like, but do we extend it another year? I don't think so. What is, I mean, I can say as as somebody who was, you know, working, but also working from home for the past 18 months, however long yeah. it's been, I think I had a, and I'm not saying that other parents out there don't have that same opportunity, but I saw very a very different 10-year-old child last year. Yeah. Or two years ago. Yeah, March 2020 to August 2020. Yeah. Different kid. Yeah, absolutely. And not in a good way. So I guess that begs the question, is the damage done not only, you know, uh, the medical standpoint, the vaccine is one issue, but what about the social interaction that we are depriving these kids of by keeping them out of school for extended periods of time? You know what? You know what's interesting? So you think about that. I even think about Frankie. Frankie was born like right in the thick of the pandemic, right? Frankie doesn't actually need to be social at this point. No, that's true. But she'd prefer to stay home and eat dog (laughs) shit (laughs) and watch Coco Melon. But you know what the Coco (laughs) Melon. You know what the thing about it is? If you think about it, Frankie knows us and our um, like family and stuff like that like facially but like kids read facial expressions and anytime frankie's been in public for the first over year of her life all she saw was people in masks like how weird is that yeah and that has to be rather freaky from you know the infant's perspective well she doesn't know any different but i swear to god towards the end of that 
you know, whatever that time frame was where the masks started to come off. Yeah. I swear to God, she knew people were smiling at her by like the crow's feet <laughs> in the corner of their eyes. Or maybe that's because I'm Ooh. just a sick, vain person. Maybe she'll be like a lawyer or something. She can really read expression then without the mouth. I was I wasn't gonna shoot that high. Okay. I'm thinking like gas station attendant. She'll be like a good con artist. Like Wawa clerk. Yeah. Not that there's anything no. wrong with that. I don't know. I think she's gonna be a dancer. It's just we'll see what kind. You know, it's actually funny you mentioned that because as the father of a sixteen month old daughter, my only job in life going forward from May eleventh of twenty twenty is to keep that girl off the pole. And if you watch her shake her booty and just her diaper, it's not looking good, Chris. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. I'm actually like, oh my God. She, Although maybe she will dance and like actually go to law school. Mean, like, or, or maybe she'll like be in the Nutcracker. Who knows? Not all those girls that are like, um, I'm just doing this because I'm trying to get into law school. I don't think you like, are. No, always... honey. Okay. You're dancing on a stage because you have a cocaine habit. It's very judgmental of you. It's also true. <laughs> Truth hurts. True story. So the kids are back to school. Uh, how about you, Chris? Were you a big... I loved back to school. I bet that's not shocking to you. No, that's not shocking to me. I'd have like my uniform press the night before. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest pair of knee socks I had available. You're ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I think... For me, so I played complete tool, right? Football, golf, and then tennis. I was really into the social aspect of school. Oh, totally. Um, I think I was a smart enough or good enough student to get good grades and fly under the radar and not get noticed. But I never had any sort of educational or higher educational aspirations. Really? Never? No, never. I, I, you know, I think we talked about this in maybe the first episode or the second episode, but I went to, you know, 15 different colleges and universities. And originally that plan was just because it was kind of like checking the boxes. Yeah. It was because it's what you're supposed to do type thing. Mm -hmm. Not because I was laying out some grand plan like, OK, I'm going to get my undergrad in this and then I'm going to get my master's in this. And then I'm going to go on and pursue this particular job. And that's going to lead me to, you know, that income and that lifestyle and all of those things, you know, the to check the boxes like the wife and the house and the picket fence and two and a half kids, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I was always under the assumption that, you know, I was smart enough without that diploma, that piece of paper to be able to excel and make money in other ways, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that's true. And it also, like, we've talked about this on air, and, and obviously we'll get into it, but college was not a requirement in my family. Yeah. It was, it was definitely like, you know, you should go to college because it's like what you do. But my father, you know, had a very successful business when I was growing up, I think... He graduated. Actually, he did not graduate high school. I think he dropped out of high school because it was during the Vietnam era. Right. And joined the Navy. Yeah. And again, my father is, this is prick. His name's Dick. We've talked about this before. My father is like wicked smart. Yes. Like super, super intelligent. 
Very business savvy. Absolutely. No college education. No. I don't think whatsoever. Not even like me, like couple semesters here, couple semesters there. I don't think he ever went to school. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm yeah. sorry if I'm... You should ask him. How do you not know that? I don't know. Again, I guess because it wasn't necessarily a priority, and I don't say that in a bad way or not talking down on it. No, absolutely. Not a priority, like a requirement. Right, exactly. Where I grew up in a very different household. Oh, you sure did. Like you went to high school, and I didn't actually know. It wasn't, are you going to go to college? It was, where are you going to go? And mm-hmm. I grew up in um, a household that it was, where are you going to go? And actually, you can choose wherever you want, and we'll make that work. Like, I didn't realize how privileged that was. I remember working as a nurse. And, you know, when you work in a hospital, you meet people from all different educational backgrounds, right? Because there's not just nurses and doctors there. You know, there's, the uh, you know, um, housekeeping and things like that. And I actually... This sounds terrible, but I didn't realize that not everyone had that same experience. Where are you going to go to college? Like, I remember a girl I worked with, her daughter was graduating, and I was like, oh, where is she going to college? Oh, she's not sure. She's going to take a year off. Not sure college is for her. And I was like, is that a thing? Yeah, I didn't even know that was an option. Right, which yeah, is no. so crazy. Very much so. Um, So I was, you know, the opposite. I went the traditional route. I went to a four-year bachelor's program, lived at school, had the whole experience. One time. <laughs> Sorority. You know, uh, everything that you could do in college, I did. Uppity bitch. A hundred percent. I think very much, though, like Chris, I was smart enough where I didn't really have to apply myself much. So my freshman year in college, I would say I struggled a little bit. I would say my drinking definitely accelerated. And like, just so you know, when you're taking organic chemistry, just uh, doing enough to get by is not enough to get by. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not in organic. Like shit got real, real fast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I made it through nursing school and then I worked as a nurse for five years and I went back and got my master. So again, I, I don't know. I think sometimes... And I don't say this wrongly, but sometimes it bothers me, and you know this, that you haven't graduated college. And not because I look down on it, but just because I I know you say you don't like school, but I don't know. You love to learn. Like, like I feel like you would love, like, a degree in philosophy or something. Like, I feel like you would enjoy it as an adult. That is the most useless degree. 100% useless. Ever. But you love useless knowledge. Maybe it was developed for you. Plato says, (laughs) so this is why I would not be good in school because I'm in the back of the class putting my hand up like teacher. (laughs) So Chris did. Plato's been dead for 3,000 years. (laughs) Nobody cares what that asshole said. So here's the thing. Chris did try to, was going to go back to school again. And he had started taking classes. And I feel like you were doomed to fail from the beginning. And I don't mean like failure classes, but. The first class, right? So school starts. I'm pregnant with Frankie. First night of class is that night that we talked about when I had to be admitted to the hospital to get a new asshole. Mm -hmm. So Chris is like calling the teacher. I'm sorry, I got to go. My my wife is in the hospital. Excuse me, professor? Uh, (laughs) Plato says my wife needs a new asshole. (laughs) And I miss go now. And then the pandemic happened. And Chris was now a 39-year-old college student. As soon as it went virtual, talk about trouble going virtual. Chris went down the tubes quick. 
Yeah, not my thing. He was... I cannot stand... Like, if I never have to jump on a Zoom call again, I will die a happy man. I cannot stand the lack of etiquette on Zoom or the shitty signals or anything like that. And again, all excuses, but I am who I am. I like what I like. And it was so cute watching him in class. Like, he would be there on Zoom physically raising his hand, not pushing the raise your hand button. I'm and like, hello. He'd be like, um, excuse me, professor, what did you say about this and that? Like, it was very adorable. And I'm sitting there thinking about being an 18-year-old college student. And I know they're all sitting there being like, oh, my God, here goes the old guy again. This asshat again. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? So, yeah. I mean, take home is I always loved back to school. High school, moving into college, like buying Lisa Frank school accessories in the third grade like I loved all that shit who is Lisa Frank oh my god she was huge back in the late 80s early 90s like she was a big woman I don't know I've never seen her in real life but remember the folders and the binders that had like the sparkling unicorns and stuff on them I I can't even talk to you right now you totally had one don't lie it's besides the point (laughs) Jesus Megan it was a very big thing anyone of my generation had a Lisa Frank notebook. I mean, I'm, I don't think that far outside of your generation, and I've never heard of Lisa Frank in my life. I think it was a girl thing. Uh, I, I will say that I don't know if regret is the right word, but I do feel some sort of way about making decisions as, you know, an 18, 19, 20 year old that deprived me of that typical college experience, right? Yes. Because even though I attended classes, well, I mean, here and there, Mm -hmm. in between like blunts. I was just going to (laughs) say. In the parking lot. (laughs) um, You know, I did not get that typical college experience, like move away, live in the dorms, you know, go to school, party your ass off, blah, blah, blah. I think it should be no mystery to anybody by this point. Like, I did the excessive partying, I just don't have that diploma. Yeah. To and show for it. You had actually planned <laughs> I, on going. Instead, I have a very rough paper trail <laughs> accumulated through 20 years of college partying. You had planned on going. Like, you were accepted to college. You were going to go. Wasn't yeah, it kind of more of a last minute pullout? I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> also, how we got Frankie. It's funny how you mentioned that. <laughs> it, uh, it was a last minute pullout. So, actually, my um, not that this is funny. I mean, the pullout portion was funny, but not the the story. So my parents' business had failed. I think when I was a junior in high school, so like right around that time, and then they opened up a bar slash restaurant in Worcester. Mm-hmm. And I, again, being you know that seventeen or eighteen year old kid at that point in time, was like, well, I think the right thing to do. Like, like we were in the fucking eighteen hundreds, and I was. <laughs> You know, I had to go out and plow the fields. I was going to say you had to go out and till the fields. And feed the chickens at three o'clock in the morning. No, but I felt almost obligated in a sense to like stay home and help them run that business, Mm -hmm. which again, you know, gave me a different kind of education, so to speak of. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, the way I conduct business in my life now was learned 
way back even before you know I was 17 18 helping my parents run their business like I was raised in that sort of small business environment and again you can learn you know excel the a- names of the different products aol.com <laughs> and whatever else they were teaching in the classrooms in 1999 you can learn that in college I don't necessarily think that you can learn you know the business acumen in a textbook. No, totally. Does and that you, make sense? Yeah. And I mean, you were going like after high school, like after your school day working and, you, you know, like you really did learn a lot. And I have a feeling knowing who you are as a person, you probably took on a lot of that and thrived in that environment. Yeah, absolutely. So here's an interesting question to throw at you. Ooh. What do you expect or want or will push on or what is your plan for Frankie? That's a very good question, Megan. I think that unless you become a welder Mm -hmm. or a carpenter, an electrician, which are all, frankly, very well-paying jobs, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to be honest with you. Very noble profession. I think that outside of, you know, those six or seven different trades, I don't think if you want to go somewhere in the business world or, you know, the private sector, whatever you want to call it, without a college diploma. These days. Especially now. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine that that environment is going to get much more competitive 20 years from now when Frankie or 22 years from now, whatever it is. So if I were to talk to 22-year-old Frankie now, I would say it's an absolute must that you go to college. So you should probably have that conversation more at like 16 or 17 because she graduates at 22. It's too late. Yeah, whatever, dude. (laughs) Like I'll be busy pursuing my 55-plus community (laughs) daily Baccarat tournaments. Bocce ball. Yeah, my leisure activities will not change. You know, I think it, at the very minimum, a bachelor's degree would be required. I think it would be preferred to get a master's degree. And I don't care if you want to be a professional basket weaver. Like, you will get a degree. And I I agree Without with that. Without question. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't even care if, you know, eventually she wants to do the real estate thing and I can... I mean, shit, I'm selling her my book of business. I'm not giving her my business. (laughs) No hand-me-downs, girl. Hell no. I still think that, without question, a a bachelor's degree would be required. It's interesting. Why is that interesting? No, so I don't, it's not. I mean, I assumed, like, Max already drank the Kool-Aid. You know, he knows he goes to high school, then college. I mean, he talks about when he's in college. He, again, thinks very much like I did, that... It's not where, you know, if you go, it's where. But I didn't mm-hmm. know, judging from, like, your experience and, you know, the route you've taken, would you require college for Frankie? You're saying it wasn't required for you. Are you requiring it for her? Absolutely. It's interesting. No, that's that's not even, that's not a question. Like, that's a definite go to college or, like, Pack your shit and get out. So you know what's a funny thing, too, to talk about? And I think just because any parents listening can think this so or, or think about this. I remember it was a sad day when I realized, like, Mac wasn't going to want to practice medicine. And I know he's 10 and he could change his mind. 
but he's like totally not into it, right? And Frankie, you already talk about like her taking over your real estate business someday. Again, she can be whatever she wants to be, but mm-hmm. by the time Frankie is, I don't know, 10, 12 years old, she'll have sold more real estate <laughs> and been exposed to more real estate transactions than I think a lot of agents in my office. I think you're probably right. You know, so it would, I, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe people don't find real estate like a, a noble profession, such as a doctor or, you know, whatever. Like, we're not curing the common cold selling houses, but we are a very important part of somebody's journey in that American dream, if you will. You oh, know? 100%. I wasn't saying it because of that. I was saying, no, isn't it interesting as parents how we kind of like, I don't know if project is the right word, but kind of. Like, I'll, I'm secretly hoping that Frankie says she wants to be a nurse or a doctor someday. I'm secretly hoping that she just doesn't end up on the pole. <laughs> Actually, I'm not secretly. Is it, like, no, out loud. You said it on a podcast. Yeah, we've made that public knowledge. We sure have. You want to know something funny about that? So my mom's a nurse, right? She's a college professor and she's a nurse. And I decided sometime in, early on in high school, I think that I wanted to be a nurse. I remember I told her and my mom was like, oh, Really? Poor choice. Like my <laughs> mom. <laughs> Ready? Are you not? <laughs> my mom was like, ooh, why don't you go into business? I think you'd be good at that. And I was like, okay. She's like, I'm not saying you wouldn't be a good nurse. I think you would. But I don't know. I think it's funny because I think she wanted more for me. And not that she didn't love being a nurse. Sure. But I think she thought, you know... She wanted people to think more of me. And I think that's one thing I'm actually hoping the pandemic changes. But what I noticed as, you know, wearing scrubs and then like stopping at the Target on the way home, we were only healthcare heroes for like 60 days, if that. And then after that, people were actually just afraid of you. But yeah, but again, those same assholes are wearing the gloves and the mask in the Target. I know. And then like picking their nose and picking up a package of chicken and then putting the chicken back for somebody else to take it. Like you, sir or ma'am or they, because it's 2021, if you prefer a pronoun, we're all about that. You, they are not doing anyone any favors, wiping your boogies. It, no, it's disgusting. It, do Do you remember when I got assaulted? Well, not assaulted, accosted when I went to vote. I do. So I went to vote in person, and I was in my scrubs because I was going to work after. And some woman says to me in the line, "I hope you're coming to uh, vote before your shift and not after. How dare you expose us all to the virus?" I did not take it kindly. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not a confrontational person. Maybe with Chris, not with the general public. But I was done at that point. We had been through it at this point. I was exhausted, you know. And I said to the woman, actually, I'm well-educated and well-trained that I know I'm protected and I'm doing the right thing and being safe. Those gloves that you're wearing standing in line right now that you wore at the Walmart yesterday are far dirtier than I am. And then some little man clapped for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. And the line was like five million people long. So then I stood there awkwardly for the next 51 minutes. <laughs> I actually took Frankie to vote with me. Yeah, you did. And of course, Frankie was a big hit. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for somebody to say something to me. Like, how dare you have a baby out in a pandemic? Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, I will use very colorful language and I will cut you down very quickly. Like, don't bring your bullshit here. Because Chris does like being confrontational. Cast your vote (laughs) and get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) I was heated, though. Remember, I called you heated. I was on fire that day. And just to clarify, it's not that I like being confrontational. No, I know. I just like... You know, I'm a parent. Did I said woman that was like berating you or whatever? Like, did you say something to her? Like, why do people find it necessary to interject and just throw their bullshit onto people? No, I totally agree. No, I was sitting there reading a book on my phone, minding my own business. Well, you weren't wearing the boogie gloves. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> Maybe. All right, we got off track. That's all right. Well, school's back in session. Thank God. Really, really excited for not only our son, your son, my stepson, for all the kids out there. Because, again, I think that's a huge piece that they've been missing, that socialization piece. Totally. For the past 18 months. And, you know, God knows what tomorrow's going to bring in six months from now and a year from now. I think that's one of the best parts of the Alcoholics Anonymous program is that you live in 24-hour clips. I don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't worry about what happened yesterday. I try not to dwell on things, and I just continue to try to move forward on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, which, especially in these times, you kind of have to. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hope the kids have a better year this year. Agreed. Some normalcy for them. Yeah, I think it's well overdue. Agreed. I think our kids deserve better at the end of the day regardless. And I'm not just saying like our kids. No, all the kids. Collective kids. Exactly. Because I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Please leave us a review on Chris's serenades, if they should continue or if we should put a stop to them. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. That's people. Give them a... All right, I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. And remember, if you're struggling in any way, please reach out, put your hand up, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.